folks welcome to the third edition of the mental health podcast uh, i am excited and uh, i have prachi here with me who's uh, has some uh, uh, interesting stuff that we want to talk about and uh, i can't wait to hear what she has to say so uh, hey prachi welcome to the mental health podcast and uh, how are things going with you Good. It's a beautiful Sunday. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's great. Um. So yeah, I mean, like the first thing that I ask everybody to do is like give themselves an elevator pitch. Um. Uh, talk about uh themselves, highlight themselves, and showcase themselves. So here you go. The the floor is all yours. <laughs> Thank you. Uh. Well, my name is Prachi. I'm. I'm a product manager. I work in tech. I'm also a first generation immigrant. I live in the US, mm-hmm. but I'm originally from India. Mm-hmm. And um I've been in the US for about 4 years. I came here for my master's degree mm-hmm. and ended up getting a job and ended up staying like a lot of us. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell when it comes to my professional life. Um, All right. I love problems and puzzles and games and I'm a rock climber. I I try to make my own clothes from time to time uh and over the last uh four something years mm-hmm. I've become pretty aware of my personal mental health and started to take uh mental well-being seriously and mm-hmm. i'm very excited for our conversation all right that that was a great intro and it seems like you have a lot going on on and about you so <laughs> <laughs> Th- thank you for the detailed intro and um, yeah thank you for coming in uh on the podcast um i'm encouraging people to you know come in especially first generation immigrants because i know the mental health impact it it has for you to transition from one country to another uh, you know i don't know how in detail you want to go about it but do you mind sharing your experience of like you know transitioning from one country to another and like how was your experience around it of course i mean i'm an open book you can ask me anything and i'm happy to uh, talk about it mm-hmm. uh so i moved in uh late december of 2018 mm-hmm. and it was a huge uh change as it is for almost all of us um i grew up in like a very small town and uh was always surrounded by a lot of family and family friends and mm-hmm. i had a very uh supportive and tight knit group 
mm-hmm. of friends and people I, you know, just really loved spending time with. Um, so all of that was going really well. I'm also very ambitious and right. that's what brought me to the US and mm-hmm. uh coming here was exciting, nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. anxiety-inducing, but also probably one of the best experiences in my life that I've chased. Mm-hmm. Um when I first got here, I actually one of my best friends from college came to visit me as soon as I landed and mm-hmm. that was a really good thing for me. Um I was in a new country. I was afraid and nervous even just going to the grocery store. Right. Uh, feeling like uh I I had to be a certain way or I would look stupid and others mm-hmm. would judge me. Right. <laughs> just right. doing little everyday things were mm-hmm. Uh, they were just different. And mm-hmm. this was, I mean, sure, I had lived by myself before and that was in India. But now living here, um, it was just a different um, flavor of isolation. Right. And that was an interesting journey to take uh, along with the journey of, you know, being a grad student and the trying to um make moves for the the infamous future that you keep hearing about right so, um, um yeah, yeah go ahead go ahead i mean like i don't want to cut you off <laughs> no i was going to ask like uh that's that's pretty much what my experience was in terms of transitioning mm-hmm. um so the, um so you know let let me just try to dig a little deeper in into your sort of yeah. answer that i got right so you mentioned a few things there so uh you know i, I i'm trying to understand like what was going through your mind right i mean like mm-hmm. um as you sort of came here and how did you sort of understand that you needed some mental health help or you know you need to dig deeper into your own uh, uh self as well so <laughs> i think part of it has to do with the so i didn't do the regular masters degree i had an accelerated program mm-hmm. so that meant uh that as that meant that it was a one year degree mm-hmm. with a mandatory internship in the summer so mm-hmm. January through April, you're taking classes and appearing for finals. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in in the summer, you must find an internship to graduate. And right. then uh, June through December, you're taking your second semester. And then you must find a job after you graduate. Right. So coming in, I think because I am just ambitious in, in the things that I want, I put a lot of pressure on myself to not just perform, but also do the extra 7,000 miles. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be good at everything. I wanted the best of internships possible. Um, and, and that was a lot of pressure for one person to take. Mm-hmm. And frankly speaking, um, I'm also one of the, like, I'm the first person in my 
immediate family to uh, go to grad school and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know i don't come from wealth or generational wealth so right. obviously i'm coming here with a lot of uh financial obligations already built into my journey right. so i'm also always thinking about my finances and my student loans that i'm going to have to start paying off and in the beginning it was overwhelming and overwhelming is an understatement right and um i started to realize that i that just not that i needed help but just that something was off and something was missing mm-hmm. and that i was not at my 100% right and that started showing up in just you know the level of focus that i had or the level of motivation that i uh, had and mm-hmm. um being able to be self aware has always been important for me and i maintain that level of self awareness with journaling and just i try to you know every ever so often i will go back and just sift through my journals to see the patterns that i've just had mm-hmm. um and then i was noticing this pattern of just you know being uh, dissatisfied with uh everything and i was like okay well i don't really know what's going on but right. maybe i should talk to somebody and maybe i should um invest a little bit in my mental health and in my well-being mm-hmm. so um i will say that in the beginning i did not immediately seek out the help of a therapist mm-hmm. because a i didn't know that the university had a free counseling service right so i was like well i don't really want to spend money and i want to um like try to do things on my own so i just started uh exercising and meditating a little bit right exercise comes pretty naturally to me meditating mm-hmm. does not mm-hmm. uh, i'm i i find it hard to sit still and um be quiet for a long time so right um but it over time uh it started to just clear my mind in in that it started to give me a space that was just for myself and mm-hmm. free from all the various pressures and concerns that i had so that was how i got started where i noticed that i wasn't really performing at my best and i noticed that i wasn't feeling very motivated mhm and then i wanted to do something about it <laughs> great um yeah so on journaling right mm. how long have you been journaling and you know what advice would you give people on mm. what to journal and how do you sort of keep yourself honest in terms of journaling mm. maybe on a day ba- daily basis or a, on a weekly basis how do you do that that's a great question um I've actually been journaling and I'm saying journaling with like air quotes for a very long time. Right. I remember I was probably in third grade and I had my dear diary moments. Wow, okay. Um and and that was kind of like naive little kid writing things down. Mm-hmm. So I think that journaling and writing comes naturally to me because i've just been inclined towards it for a very long time right and i started journaling in terms of like mental health journaling 
uh, probably five to six years ago when okay. I graduated from uh, engineering school and was just working in India for a while. Okay. Um, so that's when I sort of started journaling about my thoughts, my feelings, the things that were happening around me and how I reacted to it. And then beyond my reaction, what it meant for me as a person and my growth. Uh, it was still not as structured as it is now. Right. Uh, it was just kind of like a cathartic uh, writing things down. Okay. Uh, so, and I don't know um, what advice I could give to your listeners around how to journal and what to do, because mm -hmm. I think that it is so individual. Mental right. health is individual. Well-being right. is individual. And right. Journaling is a tool, and the way that I would use journaling as a tool can be different from how somebody else would. Definitely. I can talk about what works for me, though. Definitely, so, yes. yes. <laughs> so what works for me when I'm journaling is, you alluded to it a little bit. You said, how can we be honest? Right. So that is one of the most important things for me when I'm journaling is recognizing that this is now a space where I can be unfiltered, authentically me. Okay. And it took me some time to get here. It takes practice uh, because sometimes, sometimes you don't feel comfortable uh saying things out loud that are there in your mind. Mm -hmm. And I get that. It was that way for me. Mm -hmm. Over time, I practiced uh, not judging myself. <laughs> and that's how uh, I started to write about things very honestly. Great. Um, and now I'm at a point where I start writing with, I don't have a regular journaling practice. I think for me, what works is on a as needed basis. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I will sit down every single day and mm -hmm. write something down. It doesn't work that way for me. Mm -hmm. What works for me is every week or so pretty much where if I have some um, something that is bothering me or if mm -hmm. I have, if I'm just feeling an emotional high or an emotional low, right. I, I try to write about it mm -hmm. and, and that's how I get things down. Mm -hmm. For me, this method works because I have always been a catharsis uh focused writer where like if I'm wanting to just write something and just get that out of the way I will write it right so being able to understand myself in that oh my brain is doing something weird where I am stuck and mm -hmm. I cannot think about anything else outside of this and my entire mind space is being invaded by right. this thought 
that's when I will just sit down and write it down and think about it and think about how that makes me feel, think about what I would want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just evaluate whether or not I need to do anything about this in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, You know, learning how you get stuck or like figuring out, you know, you are stuck. How do you go about doing that? Like what, Mm -hmm. what signs do you get to realize that, you know, you're feeling stuck? Wow, that is such a good question. Um, I That's a, that's a head scratcher. Oh boy. Um, I think some of the early signs for me will be just not being able to think about anything else. Mm-hmm. And the reason that it's an early sign for me is at any given point in time, I'm thinking about a lot of different things. Okay. Uh, and I think if I am unable to have just that, uh, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I just have like multiple thoughts in my head and mm-hmm. I'm that's my, I guess, normal, comfortable space. Mm-hmm. Uh and if I don't have that, and if if I'm just consumed by something, then I know that my brain is trying to make sense of something. Mm-hmm. That's just how I see it. Mm-hmm. And and then writing works for me because writing means that I'm forcing myself to focus on just one thing. Mm-hmm. And I just let that natural naturally flow into my journaling practice where okay if my brain is incapable of thinking about anything else other Mm -hmm. than this one thing then Mm -hmm. why not facilitate that thought process and Mm -hmm. and write things down and I don't know about everybody else but for me writing has always helped me to achieve clarity okay um Great. So it helps me to achieve clarity when I'm stuck on something that is just, I can't stop thinking about something and then I'll just write it down and, uh, and then it makes that thought real mm-hmm. because it's on paper. I mm-hmm. I don't journal mm-hmm. on my computer. I still like pen and paper. Mm-hmm. So it just really helps to see the words that I'm thinking mm-hmm. and then it's like a real like it, I know that it's nothing more than a scribble on right. a piece of paper, but right. it's more real than just a thought for me. Mm-hmm. And just reading through that and thinking through, thinking through those things that are either bothering me or giving me a lot of joy, just really helps me to get and achieve a higher uh, level of clarity around whatever it is that I'm thinking about. Great. Um... Now, the, the other thing that I wanted to mention was like, sometimes what happens is like my mind is running a million miles an hour, but my hands can't keep up. Right. Mm-hmm. And like when I write stuff down, I feel like, you know, uh, it uh, just seems like a random scribble because, you know, there are some words that I eat up or, you know, <laughs> I don't write because my mind is running so fast. How do you how do you sort of like, you know, do you feel the same way or like is it like you know you let yourself be more comfortable in terms of thinking slower or how do you sort of slow down those thought processes 
Oh, that is, I I feel that way so many times. And I think it's just, I think it's normal. I don't have any scientific studies backing my statements, okay. but I think it's normal to feel like your brain is running at a million miles an hour and you're only capable of writing 10 words per minute. <laughs> I think it's fine if that's the case. I think as people we find uh, at least for myself I find it hard to slow down and writing slows me down by default mm -hmm. and that helps me to really focus on a thought and think it through oh, and yeah. when I when I feel a little frustrated with my uh slower <laughs> slower writing speed I mm -hmm. I believe it is important to practice self-compassion and give myself enough space and grace to just be myself. You know, remember how I said that journaling is a totally non-judgmental mm -hmm. space for myself. And mm -hmm. I try my best to not judge myself for being mm -hmm. a slow writer. <laughs> Great. Um you know, um, one other thing that sort of came up in terms of journaling was like, uh, are there specific patterns that you notice? And feel free to say, you know, mm. not want to share certain things, right? I, I just don't want to seem like I'm, you know, going through the same motions again and again. Or, you know, I mm. want to sort of, you know, transition into something different. Do you see that happening with yourself as well? And like, how do you sort of avoid, you know, repeating the same things over and over? That's an interesting question, too. I have seen over the years patterns, uh, and this is kind of like interesting. I didn't know that uh, seasonal depression was a thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, when I moved here, I moved to Pittsburgh. Mm hmm and I don't live there anymore, but living in Pittsburgh was really interesting because there isn't a lot of sunny days. Mm -hmm. And that's when, when I was, I, I lived in Pittsburgh for about three and a half something years. And I noticed in those years that whenever it was time for it to be winter and, mm -hmm. and snowy and all of that, I would get, I would preemptively start feeling demotivated. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And that was just interesting. Uh, that was just an interesting observation. Part of it is definitely like, you know, different weather, lack of sunlight. But all, part of it is also that I don't like being cold. <laughs> I just really dread winters, especially mm -hmm. here in the US. Right. Uh, our winters, I, I come from the western part of India and I, you know, like winters are still pretty uh, mild compared to here in the Western part. Yep. And I just always love, uh, like, give me all the heat. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like the first person to be, to feel cold. And like any time like fall was ending or like w winter was approaching, I would just get a little demotivated and disinterested in doing things. And uh, noticing that was interesting. What I did about that was just um, when I felt like 
I didn't want to do something, I would always ask myself, why do I not want to do this right now? Mm-hmm. Am I tired? Or am I um, am I actively trying to avoid something that makes me uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just, just asking myself that question in that moment of like, why do I not want to do this? Uh, just, it's fine to not want to do things, but I try to make sure that I'm not doing things for the right reasons. <laughs> right. So I just, it's kind of like a, another check for myself to um, make sure that I'm not limiting my own potential and I'm not limiting myself from meeting my friends or going out and um, talking to people. I love talking to people. So um, I just, yeah, that's that's how I, uh, that's what I did about that pattern. Great. Um, so, you know, I think we've covered a lot with respect to journaling and how, you know, <laughs> it's it's helped your mental health. So, you know, if there is one thing that, you know, you want people to take away from this conversation, what would that be? If there's one thing that I want somebody to take from this conversation is that it is important to educate ourselves around mental health Mm -hmm. and around just how subjective it can be. Mm -hmm. So what I want people to try exploring is Mm -hmm. like, try exploring, try exploring yourself in, and your mental health and Mm -hmm. try exploring what your triggers are Mm -hmm. and how you best manage them and Mm -hmm. how you best help yourself Mm -hmm. it is important again to practice self-compassion when Mm -hmm. we are exploring what works for us and what doesn't because journaling might not necessarily work for you in the same way that it works for me Mm -hmm. so it's important to uh listen in on some of these conversations and see what other people are doing and try to adapt uh things but I kind of want to say that if it doesn't work for you, try something else. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's a really big world. People are so different from one another, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to acknowledge that. Definitely. So, uh, Prachi, thanks a lot for you know coming in and sharing these wonderful insights you know i mean i'm i'm my mind is really blown and uh, you know <laughs> i hope you know people get inspired and more people like you sort of come in and have conversations um so thanks again uh, for your time yeah this was so great and i'm so happy you're doing it especially with the with the lens of being an immigrant in a, in a different country and um i yeah i'm all for it and I, I hope you have many more of these conversations in the future. Thanks right. for inviting me. All right.